Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and I am joined as always by the mysterious L. Konnichiwa, my beautiful babies. Uh, you may notice that I did not introduce Sarge this week, and that is because uh, Sarge is a little uh, under the weather due to uh, being vaccinated yesterday. Yeah, so, he, got that, uh, he got that second shot, and as we all know, that is when the 5G starts to really take control of your body. Yeah. Oh, just it just just goes crazy. It goes right through you. So uh, yeah. So that. So was, if, you, uh, if you thought he was a puppet of Soros before, I mean, boy howdy! Now they can oh. actually control his body and mind with their satellites. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming for him uh, next week. He'll be back here, hopefully, and talking about how great Bing is as a search engine. Uh, Microsoft Edge, greatest web browser there ever was. I mean, who doesn't uh, love Bing? Who who doesn't love Microsoft Edge? Yeah, these things Bring are incredible. Bring back Clippy, you cowards. <laughs> uh, and I, because I am the height of professional, uh, I'm getting my first shot on Thursday of next week, the day after the podcast. So uh, whatever uh, happens to me will be happening uh, off camera, as it were, instead of actually interfering with our podcasting schedule. So yeah, when, uh, when I get the microchip implanted in me for my second shot, uh, I believe that's going to be on a Friday. So hopefully... By the time we get back to recording following that, I will be done having completed my metamorphosis into a true Kabbalist. <laughs> that's that's the goal here. That's what we strive for here at Hellworld is to be uh, loyal uh, acolytes of Soros who also uh, don't uh, skip out on the podcast due to the uh, illnesses inflicted upon us by our betters vis-a-vis their uh, toxic chemical vaccinations, as it were. 
They just want to turn us into better tools of the machine. It's Kafka plus capitalism. It's Kafka capitalism. <laughs> That's our next five minute podcast within a podcast. Uh, so before we go far too far down the ra- the rabbit hole, let's play the content warning. Content warning: The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Oh, uh, while I was playing, I also remembered that I was uh, telling my mom that Sarge wasn't going to make it to uh, the podcast. And she was just like, I'm 68 years old. I had both my shots, no side effects. What a wimp he is. So I uh, take that, Sarge. My mom calling you out for uh, you for yeah. you falling ill. My Ma Reigns is clearly uh, much more Chinese army in her uh, like body preparedness than Sarge. Yes, clearly, very much so. Sarge has so, Sarge has the body and uh, you know immune system of somebody that was in the American military, which is, is like, as we all know, are a bunch of like liberal cucks and just like completely useless. Yeah, just just a bunch of weak, uh, feeble people that are going to be uh, soon conquered, probably without even a shot being fired by the hyper masculine Chinese military that uh, Tucker Carlson is constantly raving about for how uh, virile and uh, just uh, strong they, are, how testosterone laden they are, uh, because these people yeah, don't. But don't uh, make- and, you know, we we have to make fun of that old soundbite because I'm sure there's nothing that we could talk about this week that has anything to do with Tucker Carlson. Don't no. worry about it. Yeah, Tuck, Tuck's keeping a low profile, staying, uh, staying, a, 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 staying out of the fray, as it were, because nothing has happened this week that would get his ire up. Oh, oh, guys, did you did you just hear that? That was the sound of Chekhov's Carlson happening. Like <laughs> the greatest. Look, 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 maybe 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 look around for some more Tucker Carlson in our news segment. Go ahead, roll that bump. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Tucker Carlson's racist ass is going to have to wait because, of course, the craziest and uh, in some ways best story uh, of the week is the Chauvin trial has ended and uh, against all odds. And, uh, you know, despite the pessimism in my heart, our man was convicted on all three counts. Applause. Yes. We finally did it, fam. <laughs> we did it. A, a cop murdered someone in public with no possible justification for why the police officer murdered that person over the and course of like 10 minutes over, yeah over over the course of nine and a half agonizing minutes of a crowd of people watching him saying please take your knee off that man's neck he's gone limp he's probably already dead stop killing him you sick bastard why are you doing this and the cop was just like, hey, I'm a police officer in America. There's no way I will suffer consequences for this. And it turns out he fucking actually suffered consequences. Can you believe it? It's, I mean, it's really painful that this is where we are. But, I mean, if the two options were this guy goes away for a long time for doing this or this guy gets away with it, I'll take option one. I'll take option A. And uh, I'm so glad that we got that option. I'm so glad that he was convicted pretty quickly. The jury deliberated that night, came back the next day, and then we're like, yeah, uh, he killed him. Um, So, yeah, we're going to convict him for everything. Yeah, it turns out that uh, that having, you know, nine and a half minutes of video evidence of the crime taking place from beginning to end, uh, you know, made it pretty cut and dry. And, uh, you know, the jury being half POCs made it sort of like less likely that they could somehow – 
uh, managed to acquit the guy. Uh, man, I mean, as soon as they said that they were done in 10 hours, they were just like, yeah, it only took us 10 hours to figure this one out. It was just like, you, without some serious, like, you know, payola happening behind the scenes, I don't think it really takes them 10 hours to acquit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was mostly, they were probably mostly debating if what he did merited second degree murder. That's what I would assume like most of the 10 hours were. I assume they got in the room and they were like, well, he absolutely committed third degree murder. Now let's go over like the legal definitions of second degree and see if all 12 of us can agree on that. I mean, I'm sure it'll come out if the jurors ever want to talk to anybody about this stuff, even though as we're going to get into, uh, there's a lot of people who aren't happy with the jury for their decision. So I can see why they would want to keep a low profile on all this. But this feels like the kind of thing where it was just sort of uh, like the jury was asking themselves, are we on the right legal footing to nail this guy for like the big one, the second degree murder charge? And then they yeah, so decided- you, you mentioned that, that a lot of people are unhappy. And, uh, you know, that, that, that'll let me segue into this. Some people might be asking, hey, this uh, case is important and all, but aren't you guys a, a QAnon show? Like, what the fuck does this have to do with QAnon? And unsurprisingly, the racists that make up QAnon are very unhappy with this outcome, except... For the most popular of them all, Ghost Ezra, who uh, just wants to remind his hundreds of thousands of listeners and followers uh, that the libs have once again uh, bamboozled America and that Chauvin uh, was definitely not convicted of anything because that wasn't even him in the courtroom. It was an actor in a Chauvin mask. Uh, we, yeah, the, 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 the different theories that are going on about this madness are so... Uh, bizarre. I mean, like you, when when normal people hear about QAnon, they're like, "Well, they live in a different reality." Now there are subsections of QAnon that live in different realities from each other. We go, have, go ahead and uh, go ahead and give us a rundown, just headline style. Like, what what are the different theories? We we have we have it's an actor at uh, at the top because Ghost Ezra has the biggest base. Yeah. So we have the Ghost Ezra people who are of the mindset that this whole trial was faked. If you look at the earlobes of Chauvin and the earlobes of the man uh, that was getting the mug shots, they're not the same person. They even brought back a ridiculous thing that ha- that was uh, that was talked about at the time that Floyd was killed, which was that the host of Cash Cab was the guy who killed George Floyd, uh, which I'm sure would make your head melt to think about. If you needed to pick an actor to play a character in this type of role, it can't be someone that people are. It can't be somebody who's already famous. You can't. You couldn't put like Johnny Depp up on there as like you know, and, and you bring in Harvey Weinstein to try to catch him on that rape charge. It's just Johnny Depp under some prosthetics. You're gonna be like, "What the? F- I recognize that guy. What are you doing?" Yeah, so they had this. So they had the cash cab guy thing. And... I mean, maybe if it was Daniel Day Lewis, because that guy just disappears into his roles. So it's just like, oh shit, Daniel Day Lewis can do anything. He's like, he's like that uh, that Marvel supervillain, the chameleon, but he's a real person. Yeah, there's no Spider Man so, here to keep him in check. No, so we had uh, we have that, and then uh, Ghost was basically telling his audience that this trial was uh, a joke. It was staged exclusively for our entertainment. It wasn't a real trial. Uh, Chauvin was an actor playing a part. Uh, When he was handcuffed and led out of the room, uh, the camera was on his back, and you could see his hands behind his back handcuffed. 
and uh, they were saying that like his the, his splayed fingers in his handcuffs behind his back were a reference to the tattoo on the back of Hunter Biden, which is a sign of something. What I couldn't tell you in a million years, but obviously they both it, belong to the uh, notorious ninja assassin gang, The Hand. And once again, there's no Spider Man to defeat them. Damn it! Where is our Spider Man? <laughs> Uh, I mean, we need to get a hold of Peter Parker. He takes the best photographs of Spider-Man. He might have a lead on where Spidey is in our time of crisis. But alas, uh, Parker's also run off. That kid's are totally unreliable. You can never trust him when you need him either. But um, Damn it, Reigns! Get me Spider-Man! <laughs> yes, exactly. So... We had those, we had that, and then we have, um, we have another subsection of QAnon that's basically of the mindset that this trial was acceptable and the result is good because it is red pilling people that America is now seeing, uh, the quote unquote two tiers of justice where the, the cop who shot Ashley Babbert, uh, didn't even get charged, but poor Derek Chauvin, who totally, uh, didn't do anything wrong. And George Floyd just happened to die of a heart attack, uh, randomly after a drug overdose or something or other. Uh, it was a carbon monoxide poisoning or whatever from the, the exhaust pipe of that car that was nearby. Oh yeah, yeah the, the the carbon monoxide or the fentanyl or any any of the myriad of possible uh, other. My favorite part of that defense was just like, yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to say that the cop held his face into some carbon monoxide for nine and a half minutes until he died, I mean, however you want to slice it, the end result is that the dude did it. <laughs> it wasn't the blood choke; it was him ex- him exposing him to a toxic gas. So much more innocent, so much more, uh, so much easier to understand and acknowledge. And what was really funny was at the end when they threw that hail mary, uh, the state wanted to uh, bring up like some evidence that had not been put before the jury previously about uh, carbon monoxide levels in George Floyd's blood. And the judge was like, "Hey, we're way past the point of new evidence. So if you." You're allowed to call your witness to rebut this, but if that witness brings up any of this evidence, I'm calling a mistrial. So all these uh, clickbait uh, websites were like, judge, like ordering mistrial in Chauvin case, question mark. Like, um, and all, and TMZ had a thing where, where like, judge says mistrial probable. And you actually had to then like go to real news sites to find what the judge actually said was just don't go near this information that like you didn't give to the jury before the 11th hour. And I'm not letting you slip it in right before the end here because um, we could have been arguing this for a while if we if you had thought it was important before this point. So the, it was like literally uh, like legal procedure vis-a-vis the admittance of evidence. And it had nothing to do with what these people were saying. But nope, judge, I'm about to call mistrial, question mark. Like, just all that uh, nonsense that was going on from these people. And uh, guys like Tim Pool and Posebeck, who were just, like, chomping at the bit to give a racist a hope that uh, Shaven was going to get away with this. That there was, like, reasonable doubt confirmed and all this other nonsense. So we have the uh, the Daniel Day Lewis as Derek Chauvin theory. We have the uh, two tier justice system uh, theory. Poor white folks. Oh man, 
the 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 poor maligned white people that are now going to be uh, held accountable for their crimes who who could have seen it coming uh yeah. so what what are the theories are there in the dark corners of the quinternet uh, but this is bad. This is the cabal just winning and uh, cops need to resign their jobs immediately because like if you can't murder someone in public when they're defenseless, what good is it being a cop? Uh, and then other people are responding to that by saying, oh, no, no, we need cops to stay on the force because what they want is for cops to lose morale and be demoralized and resign. So then they can get in their paramilitary Black Lives Matter Antifa people as the actual street level law enforcement in America. And then once they do that, we're all going to get herded off to the FEMA camps and that's the end of us. So there are the people that saw this verdict as a big W uh, for the deep state. And that this is not great for a uh, team Patriot because again, it's just, it just blows my mind that these people looked at this trial and looked at what Shaven did, and they're thinking to themselves, yeah, he should get away with that. Like, this is something that this guy should be acquitted for. There was a shooting um, right when the verdict was being handed down in Ohio, and there's a police body footage. And um, again, more, more information needs to come out and all this kind of stuff, and people are going to have different takes on this, but... A girl was shot to death and she had a knife and people are arguing that she was like going at another woman with the knife. And that's why the cop shot her. And we can argue the uh, legality of that. What was going on? Was it proper for him to do this? But at the absolute very least, there was a weapon in the hand of the person when the police officer fired. So there's like a, there's a possibility that you could make an argument that would be made in good faith. Whereas with, with Shaven, there's no good faith argument to make. He killed the dude. We saw it. Why is this a hill to die on? Why not just look at this and be like, that guy fucked up, throw the book at him. Instead, you have like sections of the internet, literally sky is falling. America has been destroyed. This is the death of the rule of law in our great nation. And like, how can you think these things? When you saw what happened, the prosecution, their argument in opening and closing uh, statements was literally, you saw the tape, you saw what happened, convict him. It's just that simple. We have a video of it and it was bad and you don't have to listen to me or the defense or fucking anybody. Just watch the tape and then go with what, ha what you feel in your gut, which is that dude killed that dude and there was no justification for it. He needs to go to jail for a long time for killing that dude. I, mean, I did it, love the uh, I did love the 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 prosecution being just like in the video you can hear that nine year old girl saying yo you're killing that dude and it's just like it's so obvious that that child understands it it's like, just yes, look at the exactly. fucking tape look at the fucking right. tape you, he, he he pled the fifth for a reason look at the tape just just convict him yes. come on <laughs> for the love of fucking god convict this guy he has no defense he has actually no defense for what he did uh the only reason why we are here today is because bill barr apparently scuttled a plea deal where the guy was willing to plead guilty to third degree murder and then shit went down and somewhere along the line someone said no that that deal's not cool and it got tossed and then we actually had to have a trial where we actually had to have lawyers and it, i mean it's their job they gotta present a defense but 
But I mean, that that just goes to show like how confident someone must have been at this white police officer just fucking getting off, right? I mean, he has a plea deal there, and instead they're just like, no, we'll go to trial on these three different flavors of murder charge. And it's just like, wow, that is some extreme confidence that your client is just going to get off. Yeah, it's, I mean, hey, they they decided to uh, believe in the racism of America, getting them a W, and to the shock of terrible people all across America and the world, he didn't get away with it, which is uh, just refreshing. It, I mean... Again, this is baby steps. This is the absolute height of baby steps for like what's going on in America. There are so many other uh, shootings that have recently happened where the police were not even charged. Uh, Tamir Rice was killed within two seconds of the cop. The cop literally opened his the car door of his police cruiser and shot him. Like there was instantaneous reaction there. Uh, Jamal Crawford, also in Ohio, also in open carry state was holding an air rifle and cops just killed him on sight. And again, literally all the cops had to say was, Oh, we were fearing for our lives. He, he was going for his weapon or whatever and no charges. It's all clean. It's all good. I mean, uh, Brianna Taylor just literally sleeping in a bed murdered by cops on a no knock warrant. They haven't been charged. I mean, it, it, that we got yeah, so, this. so th- things are still bad, but we we have finally received this crumb of good news. Like uh, I, I see a lot of people just being like, "Oh, there isn't really cause for celebration. Things are still terrible." And it's just like it can be both. Things can still be really bad and need changing, and we can still take this win for our, like our our legal system. Because you know, like you, you and I, being white people, like we're not as engaged to the the cultural part of it as you know the 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 folks that happen to be people of color or whatever. But you know, just as a win for the legal system, and you know, across the board, it's good news that this sort of like shows that God can bleed, right? And if it bleeds, we can kill it. See, I'm mixing right. movie references to get my point across here. Like <laughs> things are still bad. But this is a good step. It's a step in the right direction. And, you know, it's hard to say that justice was served because really, like, what is justice when somebody has brutally murdered someone else for no reason? But at the very least, this guy is going to hopefully see the inside of a prison. Now we just have to hear about the appeals process for a while. But for anyone who's got wrinkled brains, this is good news. However, as we have mentioned, for a large subset of the population, the Q-loving subset of the population, this is bad news and possibly none more so. Then our old friend Tucker Carlson. Hey, Tuck, remember that time we did cocaine <laughs> off of the dumpster lid out back of that youth gymnastics club, Tuck? Hey, Tuck, where you going, Tuck? Anyway, Tucker Carlson, <laughs> incredibly angry about uh, this uh, result of the Chauvin trial, uh, kind of went absolutely bananas on his show. Even more bananas than normal. Yeah, uh, that was that was a clip that is horrifying. He's talking to uh, someone in law enforcement who was just like, "Look, uh, Chauvin committed murder. The legal system worked, and uh, this is what should have happened." And you could just see Tucker's lizard brain reacting to the fact that his audience of white supremacists and neo Nazis and other general dirtbags were being told the truth. And this is unacceptable because in Tucker's fairy time land, uh, everything is great. Everything's snowflakes and gumdrops and the dusky hued horde is coming to kill you. And only 
only via Tucker and his lily white skin can you achieve salvation. Uh, so Tucker basically cut the guy off and pretty much just started telling him, well, thanks to the, this law enforcement that you're in favor of all these cities in America are being boarded up. And he gave like a psychotic Joker laugh in response. And yeah, the, 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 the Joker. So when I first saw this clip making the rounds, like the headline was Tucker Carlson goes full Joker on his show or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? And I checked it out. And I mean, like, I know that people love the Joker and just sort of want to work that character into everything. So a lot of the times there's Joker smoke or there is no Joker fire, but it's hard to discount the like maniacal quality of that laugh that he made. Like it was the laugh of somebody who was like, it it was unhinged. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, and then after that laugh, he just ends the interview. He's like, Nope, done. Like our interview is over. I will not continue to allow you to tell my audience the truth about what happened here with this uh, police officer murdering an unarmed black man in a slow, brutal, torturous way in public being taped and just all of it. I mean, just all of it. This was as flagrant and as obvious an extrajudicial murder as you could possibly see. And the fact that you have a guy and like Tucker isn't some troll who's been kicked off social media and has to post on telegram and gab and parlor or whatever. Now he has one of the highest rated shows on a network cable, as it were, he's like the flagship of Fox news. And for that guy to be on television being like, Hey, uh, Derek Chavin got a raw deal. This is some bullshit. Like, uh, how dare you say that the legal system worked the way it was supposed to? This is, uh, I, I have to end this interview after cackling maniacally and talking about how, um, we're boarding up our cities to get ready for riots that are going to happen because America is the land of uh, domestic terrorism and insurgency through uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all the other like quote unquote Soros funded goon squads. You know what we probably should have done before recording this week's episode is uh, look up how that dude's name is pronounced. I think we've pronounced it three or four different ways already. Chauvin, Chavin, Shaven. The, the murderer. That's that's his name. I know. Murder cop. Yeah, murder cop. So yeah, murder cop. That guy. Uh, he uh, screw him. He deserves to have his name butchered in every possible way. I uh, I, I feel no uh, shame in getting his name wrong. I mean, the whole time when I would see people like talking about the trial being his trial, I'd be like. My reaction was, no, it's the George Floyd murder trial. He is the victim of this. I don't care what the defendant's name is. Again, the defendant to me is murder cop. So um, uh, to to hell with that guy and his dumb uh, name with an A and a U next to each other that makes my stupid brain sad, confused. And um, uh, Yeah, and and while while we're telling people to fuck off, Tucker Carlson can also fuck off, too, as well as his large, uh, you know, like fellowship and uh, audience and any anyone who listens to the stupid racist words that come out of his mouth. Speaking of people that have a large base that can fuck right off and they, too, can fuck right off. uh, Let's talk about Lynn Wood, who got up on front of a got up on a stage in front of a lot of people 
and started doing all sorts of weird shit with his hands and mouth. What, what's going on with Lynn Wood this week? Oh, our uh, beautiful baby boy who is uh, Q incarnate, as it were, Lynn Wood, uh, decided that he was going to try to suck all the air out of the room before the uh, verdict came down in the George Floyd murder trial. So there was this giant uh, convention uh, being held in Oklahoma, and there were all the big time grifters. Uh, the My Pillow guy was there. The Overstock guy was there. Uh, George Flynn was um, General Flynn was there. Um, Sidney Powell, his other lawyer, the other grifter lawyer, was there. And Flynn tried to do his part to get a little headlines, get a little attention. But Lynn Wood, Lynn Wood knows how to work a crowd. And he was making air cues and talking about, here's your cue. And he would make the circle and then drive the line through it. And he was uh, freaking out about how the, um, the Bidens, the Bushes, the Clintons, the Obamas, all of these people are pedophiles. And we need to take them out. Was Take them out was an actual term he used. And he was talking about just how uh, all of these things, uh, every lie will be exposed, which is one of his favorite uh, go-to Christian slash QAnon-based uh, things to say. And after that little speech, I don't know if this was all like one uh, thing or not, but the, the second clip came out. And the second clip came out where Linwood said that Q is true and real and he doesn't care who you send this video to and you can send it to Bill Gates. You can send it to this person or that person. At one point he was like, you can send this video to the Illuminati. And he just said it like, it was just weird the way it hit my ears, the way he said Illuminati. It was like the Illuminati. Like it was like the, the porn remix of the Illuminati. I mean, at this point, at this point, you should either be so desensitized to it that it either uh, that word either never, never makes you feel any way or it always makes you feel some sort of way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, would, is, is there just like a casual, cool way of somebody bringing up their belief of the Illuminati that makes you feel nothing? That would be crazy. <laughs> uh, sometimes I need to eat a spicy chicken sandwich to see if I can still feel. I just, yeah. I'm just dead inside all the time. <laughs> just to see if you can feel anything. But, uh, just yeah, anything, just a tickle. But uh, so he declared um, he declared Q to be real, and that he wants everyone to like get it out to the world that this is the light and the truth of our nation and our and, and our civilization, and that he doesn't care who hears it. And it's in this. It was a convention. Uh, Andrew Wakefield, the dirtbag who started the modern day anti-vaccination movement with his bullshit "vaccines cause autism" uh, paper that got published in the Lancet and then got retracted when they figured out that he was uh, faking it. Uh, all, like all of these people were there, but Linwood just comes out and just like, "Q is real. Trump is still the president. He's still my president." And all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it is really mind-blowing to me that we live in a country where you have this guy who won the presidency off of uh, basically a technicality of the bullshit electoral college, lost by three million odd votes to Hillary Clinton, is an absolute shit show as president for four years, runs for re-election loses to Joe Biden by 8 million votes, loses the Electoral College decisively, and yet you have this 
fanatical group of people that worship him and venerate him and defend him. And if he's well, yeah, because he's secretly won all states, including California. Don't never forget about Red California, Mike. No, never, never forget Red California. Never forget that this man actually won the election and it was stolen from him by the deep state and all the other bad guys. It's just like, I can't imagine there being like a cult of like this forming around Jimmy Carter or George W. Bush, George H.W. Bush after they were one termers that got dunked on decisively by the guy that beat them for the presidency. And yet, the Republican Party is such a bizarre cult of personality around Donald Trump that if, if he ran for re, if he ran for the presidency in 2024, who would beat him? Like who could possibly run against Trump for the Republican nomination that would hold a candle to this guy? You've got uh, you've got Governor DeSantis in Florida literally doing all of Trump's mannerisms, the accordion hands, the OK sign thing. He literally watches tape on Trump to learn how to gesticulate better like him. And like what are I heard like- that there was a pretty good chance that he was he was secretly Trump in another man's skin. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that could have just been Trump pal- fooling around inside a. Governor DeSantis suit, as as our buddy Ghost Ezra said, but it's it's just no one's going to take the the pale imitation. They're going to take the genuine article. They're going to take Trump no matter what. During uh, at some point during this thing, uh, Michael Flynn was saying that um, we're hearing all these candidates uh, debating if they're going to run in twenty twenty four or not. But I don't care about them, and you shouldn't give them any time or money. Because we already have a candidate, we already have a president, and it's Donald Trump. And until he says what he's doing in 2024, nobody can say what they're doing. And the crowd just roared in approval at the idea of having this deeply unpopular cretin uh, once again be the standard bearer for the Republican Party in a presidential election. And just uh, hope for the best, because, I mean... Given his uh, Adonis-like physique and the fact that he literally had a case of COVID so bad he was almost put on a ventilator, I can't see how adding another three or four years to this guy uh, wouldn't uh, make just like sort of ripen him up to be peak presidential material uh, come 2024. Well, I mean, we all know that the only person more popular than Donald Trump in the Republican Party is Jesus Christ. And thankfully, this week, Jesus Christ is in the news because apparently Jesus Christ believes in the power of adrenochrome and the horror of harvesting adrenochrome. What's going on with Jesus, Mike? Uh, So Jesus, uh, from the Passion of the Christ, whose name I... Caravel, Cazavel, I... Jim Caviezel, or Caviezel, I think. Jim Caviezel. Yeah, it sounds reasonable. So Mr. Caviezel... Yeah, Mr. Vin Diesel, I am Groot, uh, Groot himself. <laughs> so he is apparently a part of a a movie that is now not unsubtly being marketed to QAnon. I mean, this is probably the first, uh, I, I don't know how big, well, uh, 20th Century Studios, so they're a big, they're a big uh, production group. So this is a movie that is now... Uh, they're, they're part of the House of Mouse now. It doesn't get much bigger than that. Yeah, so yeah, so the House of Mouse, the literal deep state itself, um, they are making a movie 
that is now going to be uh, advertised to QAnon to get them to uh, go out and see this film and uh, watch uh, Jesus and his friends uh, fight child traffickers and save children from uh, international uh, child trafficking rings. So you have him, you have Jesus as the star of this movie and he goes to this convention where we've got Lynn Wood making air cues and screaming the cue is real. And Jim talks about the adrenaline of children and how children, when they uh, get upset, they get scared, they get terrified, they release adrenaline into their blood. And then these monsters, um, kill them and feast on this blood and it's terrible and it's true. These are all real things that really happen in our world. And I, it's so, it's so mind blowing to me that you have somebody who is now like the head of a major motion picture going in front of these crowds and spouting this kind of bullshit. And I, he's not going to get any blowback for this, which really blows my mind. I mean, I would love for there to actually be uh, consequences to lying about this stuff. And if he actually believes in this stuff and has been pilled that badly, that this is something he's honestly deluded into believing, then uh, the house of mouse needs to get some assistance and staffers over to him and be like, yo, Jesus, um, Person interest was great, whatever. But uh, you need to uh, come back to reality here because this is not a true thing. This is not real. Yeah. Uh, uh, otherwise, you can pound sand just like Gina Carano. Right. If Gina Carano can get uh, removed from things uh, for just for being like a right wing moron, uh, I think going full QAnon is a good reason to not be allowed in polite society. And it's really, it's just really incredible to me that. This, uh, I mean, again, Lynn Wood stole stole the show, and then uh, the George Floyd murder verdict came down. So there was a lot of news, but the fact that we are going to have uh, sometime they haven't released a uh, release date yet for the movie, but sometime in the next year, eighteen months or so, we are literally going to have a feature film where the star of the film is actively uh, pandering to QAnon. And the subject matter of the movie is just absolute catnip for them. It's uh, I, I, so I, I, I didn't I didn't look into this movie at all. It's about it's about him apparently busting up like child trafficking rigs. But in the movie, are, are the child trafficking rigs harvesting adrenochrome? Uh, I don't think so. I think that he's kind of going to that next level in the uh, like the pitch he's giving QAnon for this stuff. I the the. The trailer they've shown for the movie is just your standard Hollywood blockbuster, a cop at the end, of, a cop at the end of his rope, and he, and he's just like these crimes, they're so massive. I just can't, I just can't follow the rules anymore. I got to do more, and he ends up um, like forming basically uh, his squad and they go to South America to uh, try to save this child and hundreds of other children that are, I think it's Colombia there, but yeah, they're in Colombia or some, some like narco state in South America where child trafficking is basically uh, accepted as a practice that people do to make a buck. And 
they go down there and uh, get into giant uh, Hollywood firefights and all that kind of stuff with these drug traffickers who are also child traffickers and uh, save hundreds of children and save the day and everyone's happy and the, the cool people don't look at the explosions and all that stuff. And then they have to defeat Hugo Chavez, who has made himself immortal by bathing in adrenochrome pits like Rish Agul. Oh, I, oh man, it, yeah. If uh, Hugo Chavez was like Xerxes from Three Hundred, just uh, just coming out of a pool of blood before being anointed with all of his golden uh, effects, as it were, that would be uh, that'd be that'd be perfect. I think that's uh, that should be the Snyder cut of this movie. Is just uh, tacking on a uh, a big bad uh, plot line with uh, some uh, character that these people you universally hate and i think undead hugo chavez being reanimated through uh adrenochrome filled blood would definitely uh fit that uh that that formula how did how do we manage to make two 300 references this podcast already crazy 300 is the new blade you heard it here first folks yes <laughs> Alrighty. uh well you know because i got derailed thinking about uh the 300 i don't exactly have a smooth segue into this one so let's just move on and talk about my pillow guy and the launch of his free speech platform that doesn't actually have free speech, Frank. Uh, what's going on with Frank? Uh, uh, Frank is, uh, at this moment, offline for most people. Uh, they've claimed they've received like billions of hits from people trying to sign up and that that everyone just wants their slice of Frank, as it were. But uh, they can't get it. Uh, Frank is both uh, highly sought after, but also uh, unobtainable. So uh, everything's moving. Everything's working smoothly. Everything's going great. Uh, I. It, it is so hilarious to me that these people think there is this massive market share in the sandbox that is uh, like Gab and Parler and uh, Telegram and all this stuff. And that like, I can hone in on that right wing uh, shithead hate speech market and I can get a slice of it. This isn't like, I don't know, like beer in the world where if you have like 0.001% of the world's beer market, you're still a multi-billionaire because there's just so much need for people to consume alcohol in this world. And if you can make anything that even makes people feel a tickle, you're, you're there. You're a made man. But uh, I really don't think social media platforms that allow you to be an open fascist, I don't think the market share is that big. I don't think that that's where you can just go and be the, and be the 10th person to market and still just be pulling in all those big bucks like you read about. But he's got the clout of a pillow that is like whatever quality, you know, he's 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 the my pillow guy. We know him and his pillow. Nobody owns one, but we've certainly seen him selling them. Yep. And he has that big, uh, big cross that he wears during all of his commercials to let his audience know that they are buying a pillow from a devout Christian, a devout Christian who absolutely cannot get hornswoggled by prank phone calls on his live streams where he thinks Donald Trump is calling into him. And then it turns out, nope, not so much Trump, just so much a troll who basically. Yeah, it, it turns out a lot of people have a Trump impression in their back pocket there, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see how happy he got when he thought it was Trump for a second? Like a puppy wagging his tail? It was oh, so funny. 
he was the happiest puppy in all the land. Oh man, he really thought uh, Senpa was going to notice him and that this was really happening where he was going to get Donald Trump live on the air to just talk about uh, his dumb conspiracy movies that prove the election was stolen from Trump. He actually, I believe he's trying to, I, I don't know how successful it is given how unsuccessful everything he's been doing recently has been, but he's got like a sequel to his original terrible movie that proved uh, Trump had the election stolen from him. He's got like uh, voter fraud too, electric boogaloo where um, he has even more evidence that the election was stolen from our uh, orange God and that uh, sooner or later, America is going to have to acknowledge this his hard hitting truths and uh, be able, and, and have to admit that you, got, uh, you gotta love when your when your first expose video goes over so well uh, that it does nothing and you need to put out a sequel. That, that, that's that's the hot the hottest expose. It's like, yes. it's like when the first season of Serial did absolutely nothing for the Ab- Abnan Syed case or whatever, and then they uh, they just uh, you know made a sequel to it. And they were just like, come on guys. We really think he might be innocent. <laughs> that is, that is not how that went down. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike Lindell presents absolute interference. And there's a bunch of, uh, yellow lines, uh, between an, a, a continental America with the American flag superimposed over it. And, uh, China with the Chinese flag superimposed over it with yellow lines that make it look like America and China are aggressively pissing on each other. And um, I mean, that's kind of accurate. Yeah, I don't think that's totally uh, totally unfounded. And uh, the caption reads the sequel to absolute proof with new evidence, foreign and domestic enemies used computers (laughs) to hack the 2020 election. They used computers. Holy shit. (laughs) Whoa, computer technology. Oh, my God. I hope it's like Lawnmower Man. Yes. Great. Or Johnny Mnemonic. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my just God. like we we use virtual reality technology to surf the Internet from the 90s and discovered something crazy. It's like, OK, cool. What, what we found in the low polygon rendered 3D environment of the Internet may shock you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and th- this is the video that he has sworn will uh, lead to some sort of lawsuit, question mark that will then go to the Supreme Court, uh, how? that, And then the Supreme Court will rule 9-0 in his favor, and uh, then Trump will become president by late August. Uh, exactly. Oh, how- so speaking of lawsuits, isn't he countersuing Dominion for $1.3 billion? Yes, he has filed a counter lawsuit saying, no, Dominion, you're the bad guys. I'm going to sue you for a billion dollars. Because again, he's a child. He's actually five years old, and he started jabbering. He started jabbering about how, like, no, like he he would defend people's rights to say that uh, his pillows had knives and shit in them. Because look, you could just look at the pillows, and obviously there's no knives and guns in them. But meanwhile, he's countersuing Dominion. So it's just like, which way is it, buddy? Are you turning the other cheek? Or are you trying to make one point three billion dollars? <laughs> I I almost wonder if he's just trying to make Dominion's lawsuit seem silly by filing his own silly counter lawsuit against them. I can't wrap my head around why in a million years he would think that this is a thing that could go any way other than um, I mean, this is this is again, this is like the George Floyd murder trial where it's like we're really going to find out how 
how hard it is to win a libel slander case in America, because I've seen lawyers on uh, social media saying like, yeah, Dominion, it sounds good that they're doing this lawsuit, but it's a real steep hill to climb to actually get one of these uh, lawsuits to go in your favor because of the First Amendment and the way it works. And you can literally have a defense where it's like if you just claim you're nuts and you honestly believe it, that's acceptable in most cases. So it's like I feel like that's really all he and Powell and Lynn Wood and all the rest of these idiots are doing is they're just sort of like, well, there's no way they can convict us for this, even though this is as bad as it can possibly be. This is literally you running around telling audiences in exchange for money that uh, these people stole the election via bullshit deception. And if you don't know you're lying about it, um, you can be brought up to speed pretty quickly about what you're fucking lying about because uh, you lost in court like a hundred times filing this shit. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, you know, they just want, they want to lose in court a little more to Dominion to the tune of $1.2 billion, hopefully. God, I hope Dominion just like leverages whatever resources they have to crush all these idiots. I mean, of course, most of them will probably just end up settling out of court for an undisclosed sum, but I just want Dominion to put the big hurt on their pockets. That would be great. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I was looking up uh, because when we were talking about uh, idiots that were reacting to the uh, verdict, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, a friend of the podcast, as it were, uh, posted, uh, D.C. is completely dead tonight. People stayed in and were scared to go out because of fear of riots. Police are everywhere and have riot gear. BLM is the strongest terrorist threat in our country. Um, because she is a dumb bigot who uh, basically wants to try to help incite a race war by calling Black Lives Matter terrorists. And uh, guess what? There actually weren't any uh, riots or anything like that. People were posting that they were in bars and clubs or went to the Nationals game last night where they allowed 8,000 fans to attend. And uh, nothing was happening because uh, DC was chill because the guy got convicted of the fucking crime that he obviously committed. The system worked uh, for once. Thank God. So, uh, yes, uh, Marjorie. Um, yeah, well, th- th- this ain't the Pittsburgh Steelers winning a playoff game. People aren't going to riot when the good outcome happens. They're going <laughs> to hang out and relax. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was when you posted uh, about how uh, rioting for change uh, 
Like it's white people don't understand that because we only riot when our sports ball team wins the trophy or our sports ball team doesn't win the trophy or other dumb shit. I mean, there's all kinds of dumb property damage done by cretins uh, all the time. And, uh, and that's just idiots blowing off some steam. It's not having the American legal system tell you that, no, we will not give you redress for your uh, for being wronged. The whole the reason why the the the, the reason why Black Lives Matter is called Black Lives Matter is because they're begging for the police and our legal system to acknowledge that simple fact. It's that's it. Just please uh, stop killing us. And if if we do get killed by you, please convict the people that killed us for those crimes. And we finally scored one W, and that was one W too many for so many of these bigots. It just It's incredible. Oh, yeah. W- watching them lose their mind over what should be empirically good news is uh, has been pretty refreshing. But, you know, it is what it is. It's the first step on a long road because currently America sucks. After all, America is the country that brought the world QAnon. However, it might not be the only country promoting QAnon. I've got a headline here stating that the that there's uh, mainstream mainstream media outlets have been reporting that China and or Russia have been single uh, signal boosting QAnon intentionally. Uh, what's the good word with our uh, greatest foreign rivals? Uh, so uh, basically, there it was like a study done by uh, people the uh, the Sufan Center that's that were pretty much explaining that. Uh, China and Russia have been working to signal boost QAnon. And this is, again, not something that's really uh, like a surprise or something that people don't know about. But when once you have the whole Russian collusion thing between the Trump campaign and Russia and the election, there has become this overwhelming desire in some sections of the Internet to uh, just blame Russia for everything that um, that they were doing, that they do all these things, and that they're they're behind QAnon directly, et cetera, et cetera, and pretty much everything that's been in this article is just uh, it's this it's the same troll farms, it's the same just using bot networks and other stuff that's allowed on these scuzzy platforms that don't actually want to list what their real follower account is follower account is gab really wants to tell you they've got like 30 million people on gab and if they ever hit a button to get rid of all the bots well gab now has 12 million people or whatever i mean who the fuck knows what their actual numbers are but this is just one of those things where uh Outside forces are taking the thing that happened, which is QAnon, which, again, was created by Ron Watkins after he stole it from Paul Ferber, and just seeing that this is a cool way to peddle bullshit and promote disinformation in America. It's a, a delivery system. Because QAnon touches on everything. If you want to say, if you want to get rile people about the election being stolen, you can do that through QAnon. If you want to tell people that vaccines are bullshit, QAnon. Just all of these, any conspiracy theory you want to uh, promote, 
uh, you can do that uh, using QAnon as like the cover story behind it, where you're just like, hey, America, fellow American, I am a QAnon supporter like you, and I don't like this thing because conspiracy. And that just flies because everything everything is lumped in the QAnon. It's just a giant cesspool of bullshit and conspiracy theories and, and plots and all that kind of stuff. The grand unifying conspiracy theory, as I call it. And this shouldn't really come as a surprise to anyone because it's the same like foreign interests that uh, helped Trump ascend to power using the same online stratagem. So it's not like, you know, if you've been paying attention to this shit, uh, it turns out that Trump and Q go together like peas and carrots. So, uh, you know, China and Russia, when looking for a way to get a message across to them, like in America, could use those outlets via the Internet to hoodwink stupid people uh, into undermining our country. Now, you would think that people uh, like on the Internet that might be fans of Q or Trump just be like, well, you know, it sure seems like China and Russia hate us. Why would they want to ascend a politician uh, uh, like that they prefer? Or why would they want to push an agenda that they prefer in our country? Maybe there's something sinister going on there. And no, uh, we'll just we'll just continue to support Trump and QAnon. Uh, China and Russia are just being bros. They want to see our country do great. What's really funny about that is that QAnon hates China. Uh, they blame China for COVID and, and use all the racial uh, slurs there about uh, the virus. But QAnon and, the, and a lot of the right wing in America love themselves from Vladimir Putin. I mean, Vladdy Daddy is just the man. He is uh, unabashedly Christian, masculine, uh, rides his horse shirtless, uh, practices like Sambo. He's just so alpha as fuck. And uh, so many of these QAnon promoters just love Putin and... They treat I've I've heard like uh, on Infowars they they called Putin like Russia's version of Trump. Like they just love how they love that mentality. They just and and they also love the idea of a dictator. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine being Putin, uh, Putin, and being like compared to Trump in that way? Or just like, oh my God, Putin is a is Russia's version of Trump, and he just being like, oh God, I uh, being compared in the same breath to this doughy Cheeto man. Oh yeah, I mean he's like he's like I'm not he's like I control Trump. I got, I got the P tape. What the fuck are you guys talking about? He's my puppet. God damn it. Uh I mean that would be the greatest thing in the world is if in 2024 Trump ran for for the presidency and then on election night he just loses in a landslide and then Putin's just like, "You know what? Now he's totally burned and he's useless. Release the P tape." And it just actually happens. And then we can make a movie and the graphic for our movie could be like a picture of uh, America, but with the Russian flag superimposed over it, peeing on a picture of Trump. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Lots of yellow lines in our our movie's graphics as well. An incredible number of them. Oh, man. It is. It's just um, it's so wild how all these people who talk about how much they love America and freedom and democracy and all this other stuff. When push comes to shove, they just want a dictator. They just, they look at Vlad Putin or Kim Jong-un. If uh, they love, they, um, they love uh, Bolsonaro in Brazil. Cause he's also a COVID denier. It's basically, they just want, they just want someone to validate them. And if they happen to be a murderous dictator, so be it. 
they only hate uh, dictators when they're not their friends. Like they don't like Xi Jinping because he made Trump sad. But if he made Trump happy, they'd love him. I mean, that's just all this is. It's just that's the binary. Are you on Trump's side? Yes, no. If yes, patriot. If no, deep state. The end. Trump needs to stop worrying and learn to love the Pooh Bear. Yes. I actually had one of my reply guys uh, getting into an argument with someone on my timeline, and they actually like posted a picture of Winnie the Pooh to take a shot at G. And I'm like, I'm sure you, you're the one who just ruffled G's feathers if you're Winnie the Pooh graphic. I mean, to, to be fair, the, the man hates the comparison so much that he has banned Winnie the Pooh from the internet in his country. So, I mean... Uh, like maybe it will get back to him and maybe it will ruffle his feathers. Uh, speaking of communicating with uh, some of your reply guys, let's uh, let's go ahead and roll into this week's listener questions. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. So uh, Nark, who uh, hasn't, hasn't been in the mailbag for a while, uh, writes in and asks, I was listening to my mother and aunt talking on the phone. I heard clones and holograms as far as it comes to Pelosi and Biden and something about an alien invasion. And if you are a powerful enough telescope, you can see all the alien activity around us. Is this fringe QAnon? Uh, yes, that would be some fringe QAnon stuff. Uh, but again, like this is th- th- that kind of stuff is kind of like the level of LARPy bullshit that like Ghost Ezra is taking his followers along where he's showing them uh, photos of Kamala Harris and then talking about how her neck folds don't look right. And obviously it's her high definition, full body prosthetic mask, like malfunctioning. And that uh, one day when Trump resumes the presidency, he's going to like rip that mask off and much like a Scooby-Doo villain. And it's going to be like old man, uh, old man Flanders or something. Um, I love that these people have the audacity to critique like the imperfections of any of these politicians when before Donald Trump was the president, uh, he was just that guy with the TV show and the wig. You know what I mean? Like oh, do- yeah. do- Donald Trump's stupid hair has been a punchline for decades. And these people have the fucking brass balls to be going after like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for uh, unflattering picture angles that definitely prove that their their skin is falling off and the reptiloid underneath will be revealed or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I love how yeah, before it, it, I love yeah, how before it's, it's, Joe Biden was a hologram, and now Joe Biden is an actor in a mask. Like, if they have the hologram technology, why would they ever go with an actor, like, and a mask that could fail? Why wouldn't they just use the hard light hologram? That like that was really funny. I actually saw like one QAnon promoter like talking about that after like Biden fell down the steps on Air Force One. Then he was just like, I thought this was a hologram. And now you got this guy falling down. What's going on here? And he eventually just came to the conclusion that this was how the deep state humiliates us by making Biden look so decrepit, inept and foolish that that this was all it took to defeat your hero, Trump. Behold your weak and enfeebled president, stupid QAnon, and weep for America's fall. We beat you with an arm tied behind our back. <laughs> or whatever. I mean, like, that is, like, 
that was like the head cannon this guy created for uh, why Biden is sometimes a perfectly running hologram and other times is an old man who occasionally trips on steps. Can you imagine being one of these people that actually believes that and in like in your twisted worldview, how badly your team is losing? Like the the idea that it's just like not only does the cabal have the hologram technology to bamboozle everyone, but they can stop using it at any moment to show you a real, actual, feeble old man just to mock you, the patriot who is paying attention. <laughs> right, exactly. It's just they're just throwing it in your face. They're just dunking on you. I mean, this is uh this is like the this is why QAnon got popular when the Illuminati didn't because you inevitably just get depressed over this shit. That's like the that's the like cuz if you learned about the Illuminati like pre-QAnon, all you learned was that the world sucks and that until God steps in to save us, we are at the mercy of a bunch of satanic monsters. And then QAnon was like, no, Trump will save the day. Um, and that made people like, oh, shit, we're going to win. This is cool now. It's fun to believe in this bullshit because eventually we get a payoff. And uh, last night after the uh, verdict came in, uh, Ghost uh, posted in Telegram. He's like, who's mentally exhausted? And like 75% or more of people replied me. Like the, 75% of the LARPiest motherfuckers in QAnon were like, you know, dude, sometimes the world just gets me down, bro. I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. And Ghost then like scolded his his followers because that's what he always does when one of his polls goes wrong. He's like, "Hey, you Debbie Downers, you better turn those frowns upside down because Donald Trump's coming back any day now, and it's going to be great." And it's just, uh, it's just so funny when even that level of just like weapons grade hopium isn't enough to keep these people happy. That they're so dumb and racist and just just full of rage that a cop being convicted justly of the crime he committed is enough to just bum them out. They're just miserable over it. I mean, they're all like, you know, they're all masochists. They're, they're used to loving failure uh, because, you know, a lot of them love the Confederacy and the Confederacy. What is the Confederacy? If not America's greatest group of dumb failures. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah remember no. remember when those patriots heroically banded together rebelled against our united states government got their asses handed to them were beaten into submission and then lost yeah that was great love those guys <laughs> Let, let's fl- let's fly their flag right next to this flag of the punisher with a, a blue line through the american flag which again it's just like you're taking the american flag and you're changing the colors of it i don't think you really care what the flag stands for you just like the way it looks because you're a dum dum. Yeah, he, like the, the the blue lives the, the thin blue line flag is just it's fascism. It's it, to me it's a Nazi flag. I mean it's just the American Nazi flag. It's all there is to it. It's ridiculous. I mean uh, the flag is what it is for a reason. And when you start messing with it because you are promoting again people that murder unarmed people and ninety nine percent of the time don't face consequences. What are you saying you're actually supporting? Um, I mean, there was that, uh, I mean, New Hampshire is kind of a battleground state, question mark, as it were. And driving around there, it's really odd that you could literally tell if you were about to see a Trump sign, if you saw a thin blue line flag first. 
and you never saw a Biden sign after that thin blue line sign. It's so weird. It's like there's a political connection there in some way, shape or form between the two, uh, the two groups, as it were. No way, man. T- taking the American flag and modifying it into something else for your own political ideology is totally not treasonous at all. No. It, it, I mean, how, how else am I supposed to show you how much I love the American flag than to uh, modify it and change it into something different? I love it so much. Absolutely. I just want to change a bunch of stuff about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all get that impulse. Anyway, we, we sort of got a we oh, sort of yeah. got off the beaten path regarding that question. But uh, to, to but to circle back around, uh, yes, Narc, we we believe that the hologram skin suit actor and all that shit is are technically sort of fringy in the Q belief uh, sphere, but not as fringe as you would hope because Ghost Ezra is pushing a lot of that shit. And he's got a huge base. Yeah. Anyway, thanks uh, for the question. And then Narc asked the. Yeah, and the the follow up is: uh, Can you give some examples of what you do consider to be fringe beliefs in QAnon, or is it all fringe besides the core super secret spy bringing down the cabal? Uh well, I mean, fringe. I mean, JFK Jr. bullshit is kind of fringe. I mean, now, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of JFK Jr. stuff recently. Um, the gold standard stuff. People get excited about it if you bring it up, but no one ever talks about it really. Uh, Titanic trutherism in the Federal Reserve. Again, you gotta you gotta remind people of that stuff. I think it's like the the expanse of QAnon is so massive that it would be really hard to figure out exactly um, what is popular, what is unpopular, versus what is everyone talking about nowadays. Because QAnon nowadays is mostly just a reaction to the news that you and your friends on social media have, and then you listen to your uh, QAnon influencers who try to steer you along with some sick decodes of Mike Pompeo's latest tweet or the latest Instagram story t- uh, Dan Scavino posted or whatever to just keep you riled up. So, like, whereas the Adventures in Hell World podcast is like a weekly breakdown of how Q is viewing, QAnon's viewing the world uh, through the eyes of, sa- of sane people, QAnon themselves is basically just a perpetual uh, just reaction to what's happening and getting upset about it. They're just a- you, I, I, ju- I just had an epiphany while you were describing all of that. QAnon is a cult that operates like a social network. That's where like the the central tenets of Q are just sort of like the bedrock. Uh, like you know, it's sort of like your login or whatever. You have to you have to opt into that shit to be part of the club. But then once you're part of the club, you could just find your clique of people and talk about whatever damn conspiracy theory you want. Yeah, that's exactly right. Man, that that was a solid epiphany, sir. I definitely would score that somewhere above an eight and a half. I don't know how much higher. I could go to nine point two. I think. If only we had another person here for, for our panel of judges. I, like, so I could, oh, I could see those scorecards go up. Oh, man. If only we had someone else on the show. If only they weren't uh, defeated by uh, Bill Gates's uh, Phyrexian science, as it were. Well, I, guess, I guess I owe, uh, owe Narka thank you for giving me a galaxy brain revelation here in <laughs> media res. <laughs> that is a great term. Uh, so thank you for the questions, Narc. Uh, Deport Gamers asks, uh, what do you think will happen with Lindell's social media site, Frank, and will Trump join it? Uh, there is the allegation that Brad Parscale is trying to make a Trump uh, social media network. 
I wonder exactly um, what Trump because like Trump's going to listen to Kushner and the other political advisors that he actually like kind of sort of trusts about stuff. I mean, I don't think he really has uh, a whole hell of a lot of people telling him what to do because he's pretty pigheaded and stubborn. But uh, according to uh, Torba, and I mean, Lord knows if it's true or not, but Torba's like, Krishner won't, tr- won't let Trump go on Gab. Urgh! And that's because Gab is fucking nothing but neo-Nazis and dirt bags. And that would be a really easy way to uh, make all that Trump is a racist stuff uh, stick a lot harder if he was on that kind of a platform. So I feel like the battle between the quote-unquote Parscale social media network and Frank would be does Trump get a big check from uh, Lindell and does Trump's inner circle like Parscale and, and Krishner and who and whoever will you, do they feel like safe with letting Trump's name be associated with Frank? I mean, cause that. And is- also it's, it's worth noting we didn't talk about it, but apparently, uh, apparently parlor has reached a deal with Apple to get uh, the app reinstated on iOS. So um, in theory, Parler should go back to being a a slightly more relevant thing. So uh, I think that Donald Trump is just going to just keep sitting in Mar-a-Lago and he's going to keep like, you know, doing fundraising and stuff to line his pockets while he waits to see uh, how many of these free speech platforms kind of stick the landing and become like a real thing. And then I think he's going to take a bidding war. Because I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure right. if he has enough people in his ear with the, the sort of like pull on him to try to get him to launch his own platform when he could just sit back and wait for like a bidding war over his attention between three or four different platforms that all want the Donald Trump juice. I, I can see that I, I can see that working both ways. I can see him uh, wanting to um, just sell out immediately. But I could also see uh, a Parscale or whoever uh, starting up the like, little rinky-dink Trump social media network with Trump's name on it. And then basically they grab a little bit of market share and then and then he gets his buyout. Then they're just like, hey, uh, Frank and Gab and Parler. It turns out that like uh, Trump talk or whatever it is uh, has like 30% of the right wing racist market share. If you guys want me to like sell this to you and and for me to quietly go away, I can just say that the, the tech problems are too much or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But uh, you got you to gotta, you gotta break me off a slice. You got you to give me that money. So I guess everything Trump does is a shakedown. Everything he does is designed to make him a buck and get him attention. So and I just honestly can't say like if he's seriously interested in running for office again in 2024, I can't possibly imagine – him trying to launch his own free speech platform and there and therefore just like allowing any old racist to hitch their wagon to him because it just seems like the moderation on that would be a nightmare like because because they're, they're definitely they're, like the line is much further back than any of us thought but there still definitely has to be a line of what the american people are willing to tolerate like in the name of the president you know what i mean so if donald trump launches his own platform and then you have a bunch of like 1488 hh kill jews 247 like users on there 
like talking about how the Holocaust was a lie or, you know, how uh, like, yeah, like white police officers should just be able to kill black people. Why the fuck not? Like at some point that will really bite him in the ass when it comes to his political ambitions. So I I don't ever think Trump is going to put his name on one of these things. Now it's, it's different if he launches a news network. Oh, I mean, like that, there were rumors, I don't know how true they were, but there were like rumors that in 2016, as they were waiting for the results to come in, that Trump was like, had like staging that was going to have like Trump television, like visible around him. And then as he started winning and the night got later and later, they were just like, oh, yeah, I might actually be fucking president. That's a thing. Oops. Oh, oh dear. I just wanted to like uh, leverage this shit to take a shot at Fox News or whatever. But yeah, I mean, he's I oh, the other thing I was remembering is all these uh, QAnon people um, they're they think that when Trump is being asked if he's going to run in 2024 by reporters and then Trump gives them, ah, we'll see, uh, whatever. They think that he's dodging because he's like still the president or whatever. And he's not allowed to run in 2024 due to the two term limit or whatnot. And that the media is trying to like force him to confess and he's dodging because he's being sly. And the truth is, is the only reason why he's saying that, that he's, he's deferring is that, he wants them to keep asking the question because that's how he gets attention. And the moment uh, someone who actually stands a chance of running, of, of winning the Republican nomination says they're going to run. I mean, I heard Chris Christie today talking about running for president. Enjoy getting 2%, buddy. You, you, you have fucking nothing going for you. But like if uh, DeSantis or um, any of these people who actually have uh, some juice in the Republican Party, like uh, Cancun Cruz or whoever, if any of those guys are like, I'm running for president in 2024, Trump will be down that escalator like you fucking read about it. He will he will run to a stage and declare that he's running for president and that you all need to fuck off because that nomination is his. But uh, until then, he's going to play coy with it because he knows that Hannity and everybody else wants the exclusive that I'm I'm the one who broke the news that Trump is running for president in 2024. When uh, newsflash, he's he's running for president. It, it's it's already happened. We don't have to worry about it. Thank you for the question. Let's uh, let's move right along. So uh, Chairman Walkman decides to take us down a weird and dark path. Uh, Grand Inquisitor Chairman Walkman, that is, and says, tinfoil hat time. Do you all remember uh, Coco, the gorilla, the new sign language? Did Coco kill her kitten? Was it really an unfortunate accident? Or did the handlers kill the kitten as a part of an experiment? Thanks. Uh, that That is uh, bleak. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, official government story, which is the kitten got loose and uh, ended up getting hit by a car, which is something that happens to cats because they don't understand that cars are bad for them. Uh, I've had a couple cats get run over my life and it sucks. I actually uh, only am only like tangentially familiar with uh, this whole scenario. So so I'm not really the most qualified to answer this. But, you know, if you told me that a gorilla had made friends with a kitty and then accidentally killed it, like, you know, like, lineed its brains out, I uh, I would believe you. It's been like, oh, yeah, it's a fucking gorilla. I mean, they're they're dumb strong. Like, what do you want? <laughs> so, so, so sometimes, sometimes they crush cats. It's just a thing. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's... I mean, that, that is... Go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. And, 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 and animal animal science testing is also uh, complete lunacy. So if there was some sort of like actual conspiracy theory that the handlers killed the cat as part of some grand experiment in the breaking of monkey hearts, I would totally believe that, too. I mean, I, I just don't know enough to know uh, one way or the other on this one. Yeah, I I mean, anything is like possible, as it were. I just happen to live in a world that's already uh, dark and depressing enough that I don't want to uh, have to believe that uh, a bunch of scientists were like, let's make this gorilla that we're trying to teach sign language and symbols to really sad and see how the gorilla mourns the death of its beloved pet. Uh, that seems like some serious supervillain shit. And uh, I wouldn't want to believe that that was the thing that happened. Wow. You're, you're never going to get pilled if you, do, if you don't have it in you to believe even that much, Mike. Um, I mean, that's me. I mean, I just uh, I just want evidence. That's all I want. I mean, if you can show me the video of Hillary Clinton wearing that child's face before killing her and drinking her blood, along with Huma, where's Huma? Uh, why is this relevant? Uh, but, it, be- but it's on the laptops, Mike. It's all on the laptops and the laptops have all gone missing. Oh, man, if only if only the laptops could be found, if only we could bring justice to uh, the cabal with their very well hidden laptops that are now uh, dormant across the earth, waiting one day to be discovered by uh, heroes and patriots that are fighting for freedom and justice. That's another thing I love about the QAnon people. They're so convinced that the cabal has access to like child extracted adrenochrome and like super extra double good face mask technology and all this super science whiz bang. And yet they're still constantly going after uh, people like Hillary and Michelle Obama for like their physical imperfections, you know, just being like, oh, Michelle Obama is a man. And it's just like, if they had super whizbag science, wouldn't they just make themselves look as feminine as they wanted to? I mean, like, just think about it for even a second, guys. Like, that they have all this technology and they're, they're still, they're still just out there looking like 60 year old women, 50 year old women when they, you have a bunch of chuckleheads like you talking shit about them online. You think they'd be injecting that adrenochrome to make themselves like eternally young or something? Oh, again, this is where you get into the whole, where they're throwing it in our faces thing. And, uh, like, they always are talking about how Michelle Obama is a, tra- is a, trans- a transgender man, blah, blah, blah. And it's, and it's like, well, why did she not have gender confer- confirmation surgery then? And it's, and it's all just because, oh, they have to humiliate us by letting those who have eyes see the truth while the rest of you sheep remain in blissful ignorance and it's just like ah i actually i remember seeing um one person was talking about i think it was the video of uh michelle obama dancing on the ellen DeGeneres show and everyone was like oh look the the bulge in her crotch And and someone replied back about like how like tucking panties work and how that wouldn't happen in this situation. And then they immediately had to like back it up by saying, no, she's, she's a man. It's, she's totally a man, but I'm, I'm just trying to explain to you how this situation wouldn't work the way you think it would. And it was just like, it was just like, Oh my God, like you, you can't even defend your defense without having to admit that they're right about this when they're fucking not. They're just goddamn. Well, they, they probably didn't want anybody in the QA community prying into why they knew so much about penis talking technology. Because it strikes me that that seems like it would be inviting a lot of criticism into your digital life. 
Almost assuredly. Almost assuredly. It is great, though. We all, we all know that Joe Biden could look like Chris Evans at the drop of a hat, but he stays looking like an old man in order to really own us liberals. Oh, sorry, own the conservatives. And in, in this instance, it is the conservatives who are being owned. Get fucked, Republicans. They're being... They're being owned by Mr. Airplane Step Trippin, senile, confused old man. Because that's all the cabal needed to beat him. So we didn't need much to beat Trump. He was he was weak. He was feeble. You could poke him with a pillow and kill him. He's nothing. So I mean, you could poke just... him with a my pillow and kill him. Yes, exactly. Because exactly. they're filled with knives. <laughs> That's how that works. Oh, I wish we were. I wish we had any level of like fame or infamy, so that a bunch of conservatives could edit that clip up to us talking about radical libs talk about murdering Trump, and they play that clip out of context. (laughs) Talking about beating beating Trump with a pillow full of knives. Yeah, okay. That that that, that's totally not a joke, and one hundred percent our actual plan. Don't worry about it, guys. 100% 100% all the, all day every day. All right, we got any more questions for the week? Nope, we are out of questions. All right, well then it's time for me to pull this old car out of this nightmarish hell world. Uh thank you everybody once again for listening to the show. Uh if you enjoy the show and you want to go ahead and help us out, uh you can go ahead and do so uh in a few ways. Uh the first and uh best in terms of uh actually lining our pockets like so much Donald Trump is you can visit our uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Uh, go ahead and toss us some of your precious, precious currency. And, uh, you know, tip your dealers. Let us know that uh, you think that we're doing good. Uh, like one of our most recent uh, new Patreon subscribers, uh, QZY, who also shared with us a pretty uh, funny story about their username on the internet that is not mine to tell. But we did appreciate it, QZY, and we appreciate your donations. Um, if you're in a position to spread some monetary love around, but you don't necessarily want to give it to us jerks, uh, that is totally cool with us. Go ahead and visit love146.org and you can help uh, the world out by having your contribution go to the uh, ceasing or, you know, helping uh, massaging of child trafficking uh, the way that Q says, they, Q says they want, but, you know, can't get off their digital asses and do any of. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can also just help us out by telling your friends, giving us five-star reviews, uh, you know, just sharing, liking, subscribing, click that bell, all that horse shit. You can engage with us on social media at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. Uh, that is the primary account. Our individual accounts are Poker Politics for Mike Rains, at Hellworld L for me, that's the letter L, and at Hellworld Sarge for the now microchipped uh, Sarge, who will uh, hopefully not be dead or completely controlled by the Soros uh, satellites. And we'll be back next week. Our intro provided by DJ Minimal Effort, who is too cool for social media. But you know who isn't too cool for social media is the voice of Q and the person who did all of our bumps and such. You can find them over at Frosty VO. Speaking of uh, our now chipped Sarge, uh, he and I have a pop culture focused podcast that you can listen to if you're interested in such a thing. You can find that wherever podcasts are available. Uh, the title of the podcast is Binge Wordy. That's B I N G E W O R D Y. And you can find us on Twitter at Binge Wordy, spelled the same way. Oh boy, that's a lot of shilling. But it's over now. And if you've made it this far, we always like to say our signature catchphrase. So for 
Mike Rains, I have been Hellworld L. Good speed, Patriots. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.